Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus before we begin if you like what you hear on mile high report radio podcast don't forget to rate and review us on apple podcasts and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast you're listening to mile high report radio with your hosts adam malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Well, Ian, it's finally here. It's draft week. And I have to say, it must be nice to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan and not have been sitting through the last few months with this question about, well, what are we going to do? Dude, it was Trevor Lawrence like two years ago you knew what you were going to do. So fantastic if you're from Jacksonville and you're a very happy person. But for the rest of us, especially here in Broncos country, uh, this has been, it's been, it's almost, it's, it's like been Twitter war, right? I mean, people have lost friends. There have been arguments left and right. Draft Twitter is toxic if you are in Broncos country because of the quarterback situation. So uh, it's nice to know that we're only a couple of days away from finally hearing a name called and we can argue about whether or not it was the right move afterwards. Rick Spielman said it best in a news conference that he did for uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul media on Tuesday where he said, I just want to know what the hell George Payton is going to do. That's all of Broncos country at this point. We just want to know what the hell George Payton is going to do. And we could actually throw Jets fans into that because 
they're obviously taking Zach Wilson from BYU since they traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. So it, it really is getting fairly toxic the last couple weeks. It's really amped up. It feels like Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch all over again. I haven't Ooh. delved into it, and I'm not going to because it's not worth it. So I, it, it has been a long draft season. That's a good way to put it, a long draft season. Too long. Uh, you know, it is interesting. I also have not gotten into any Twitter arguments per se, but I've certainly been an observer, right? One of the one of the people on Twitter who has, uh, what are we called? Watchers? People who don't actually interact, but maybe you like a tweet here and there, but you don't say anything. I, I think have, it's actually the proper term is creep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've creeped on some conversations. I will say this. I've also typed out, hundreds of tweets that have then been just deleted and discarded because I, choice. I just didn't want to get into the, the Twitter wars and I, it's not it's worth not it. It's not worth it. It's just too much work. It's Jeez. too much work. I don't understand how guys like Joe, Joe rolls. He, he will dive into those Twitter wars. He will, he'll, he'll start some every now and then just with a very subtle tweet. And then it turns into like, wait, what was that? 90% of the time, I don't think he even knew something was going to happen and he's in a, a, just a battle over whatever it is that he didn't think was important that he said, I am terrified of throwaway tweets that will turn into uh, just threads worth of like three days of, I can't believe you said this, arguments. Like, I, I get me out of draft Twitter. Get me out of it. The most controversial tweet that I have tweeted recently is saying that I saw the Chris Weidman injury. Like that's as Oof. far as I will go. Oh my gosh. I, I, can we, can we talk about that for just a second? You know me, I am one of the people you, cause you contacted me the second it happened. I think I'm I, one of I the did. people who I kind of, I like to watch those things because the human body is fascinating to me. Like when you see a guy's leg snap like that, it, it just blows me away that that can happen and then we can fix that like that to me is impressive and even i after watching that once was like nope i don't need that anymore in my life and i could watch the joe theisman sack over and over again uh the was it victor oladipo or no jo the uh paul george his injury terrible injury I, it doesn't bother me to watch that i feel bad for the guy that it happens to but that that kick, it just that was unnatural in so many ways. He turned into rubber in like an instant. And I asked you, is it possible to snap your leg twice? Because he snapped his leg twice. If you haven't seen it, don't see it. Don't, don't it was find a, it. It was a Chris Weidman fight on Saturday in UFC 261 against Uriah Hall. And oh my goodness. Shin Weidman went for a kick and snapped his leg and then it went to the canvas of the octagon and it oh. snapped again well even the description made me see it again and i didn't it wasn't necessary it wasn't necessary but how that leg injury happened that's basically like draft broncos twitter right now yeah you take a swing thinking you're gonna you're gonna destroy all the next thing you know you're wondering why your leg is behind your ear like it's just it's difficult. It's it's you not turn fun. into Gumby. You turn into Gumby. That's right. For all you kids out there that don't know what Gumby is, look it up. Google. Google's your friend on this one. You can Google it. Okay. So we're here. We're in we're in draft Twitter. 
We have we have arrived. We've arrived on draft week. And and I guess we've we have, you and I have been going back and forth. We've talked several times. We had, like you said, we had Trevor Sikama on uh last week. We had uh Cecil Lammy on a few weeks ago. We've been talking about the draft now for a while, but we haven't really made our predictions and I avoid predictions. You know me, uh, I'll do like game predictions and stuff. Cause that's what we're supposed to do. And I'm fine with that, but these kinds of things make me nervous, but I wrote out who I think is going in the top 10 and where I think they're going. And the first two were like the easiest thing I've ever done, but I actually wrote it down because <laughs> seriously, I can, I mean, I can write Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson pretty quickly. They're not difficult names to spell. Although is Zach Wilson, is it Z? Is it Z-A-C-H or Z-A-C-K? Which Zach is he? I believe it's Z-A-C-K. Okay, well, that's fine. I just wrote Wilson because it was easier. Just simplify your life. That's all you got to do. But I thought it would be fun to actually do our predictions. And I know you didn't write yours down. We did have a a little pre-show fist fight where we discussed that. And uh, it was interesting as we went through and you sort of mentioned some of the things that you thought would happen without making any real predictions. And I have them on my little blue pad. I'm just going to hold it up here so you can see it. If you want to pause it and read it, you can. Uh, It's actually H, by the way. Oh, there you go. Zach, Zach, Zach Wilson, which is fine. However you want to spell. I don't care because it's Zachary with a Z with a CH, right? Isn't Zachary with a CH? I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, those were the two easy ones, right? We all knew. And then the question comes down to, well, what is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch? What are they going to do at pick number three? And you've been pretty adamant about what you think on this. And so I guess what we'll do is let's just go pick by pick. Uh, and, and you've been on the Mac Jones train the whole time for them. And I suppose I have finally come around and that's what I wrote down. I wrote down Mac Jones. So McCorkle Jones, who does that to their child, uh, to, to the San Francisco. Well, he, he, he didn't go to Alabama. I, as soon as I said, I was like, well, he, he did. He did spend some time in Tuscaloosa. So yeah, no, but McCorkle also very uh, San Francisco name, right? McCorkle. Would you name your kid? McCorkle. All right. Works for me. So Mac Jones to San Francisco. We agree on that. Correct. Like 95% sure. I'm actually like 99.9%. I just can't get there. I'm trying it. You know me, I, I get worried about that stuff. And I think that's where most people get into trouble with the draft is they do what they think they would do. And you yeah. would go Justin Fields. Oh, absolutely. I would go Justin Fields right there. And it would, it would take me negative seconds to get my card in. I would just go submit it now. I'd be like, look, Roger, we all know what's going to happen. Here is our card. I don't care what anybody else has said. And they might not accept it, but I'd have it written out. They, it, it makes no sense to me not to. But I'm not, you know what? I'm not a professional head coach in the NFL. I'm not a GM. I'm just a guy. Uh, and you know, I've come to grips with that, but I, I don't get, I don't get where this is all coming from. So whatever, whatever I would do doesn't really matter. Right. Number four, that's Atlanta. The Falcons are on the clock and, and I think we're both pretty set on this one as well. And I, I would not do this. This is not what I would do if I was Atlanta, but it's, it's Pitts, right? It's Kyle Pitts from Florida. Yep. Kyle Pitts tight end for Alabama or Alabama from Florida. I messed you up. Going to go to Atlanta. I got a little tongue tied. It's too many Southern States. And I, it's what, that's another one that I've been on for months. Since day one. 
you look at the way Arthur Blank views his team, and he's the owner of the Falcons, the way they redid Matt Ryan's contract, he clearly thinks he has the team, the players, the roster to win now, to win in that division in the NFC South, to win in the NFC. So you add a piece like Kyle Pitts to that offense with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, Arthur Blank thinks that they can win now. He, he might not be wrong either. And I, and I definitely understand that, which is why I put Pitts' name down on my list as well. But if we're going back to what would I do, because I, I do think that's a big part of why people do this. This is what I would do if I was the GM. Uh, I would waste no time in getting Trey Lance's name in and and having him waiting in the wings for when Matt Ryan eventually leaves Atlanta. Because Matt Ryan is not Tom Brady. I, I don't believe he has his own you know, health system like TB12 that is essentially you know, stealing the souls of uh, people from around the world that, that nobody knows about and just stealing their life force. I think that's what Tom Brady's doing. And, and I don't think Matt Ryan is doing that. So Father Time's going to catch up to him soon. Having Trey Lance sitting behind him waiting for one or two years, even, a, even halfway through a third season, I, I don't know how you pass up on that opportunity. Knowing that your QB of the future is sitting there just learning from a guy who, let's face it, Matt Ryan, while you may not like him as a quarterback, has been successful in the NFL and can be a good role model for a young quarterback like Trey Lance. Yes, you want to draft a guy with your first pick, especially in the top five, that's going to get snaps right away. Like, I get that. How do you how do you pass on QB of the future? That's This is two quarterbacks. I don't understand how you pass on them, but that's what we have the 49ers and, and the Atlanta Falcons doing right now. In terms of the Falcons, I think it's because the immediacy of it. An owner doesn't want to look into the future. They want to look at the here and now. And you add a piece like Kyle Pitts to that offense, it's not only going to give what he thinks the Falcons the best chance to win, but it's going to put fans in the seats. They're going to want to see the Falcons. It's going to get them on prime time. It's going to get more money into his coffers, which is where I think that pick is coming from coffers that's a good word i like that nice work I, I appreciated the use of the word coffers there just want to make note of that i was that was i enjoyed it i'm a word guy so that worked out for me all right moving on to number five then so we get to cincinnati at number five this is a spot where some people think there's a trade possibility here uh there's some people who uh believe that the key here is to protect joe burrow he's your quarterback he's the future you got to find somebody who can do that the other thought here is you go and you get a guy who can who can sort of complement the offense. They've got T. Higgins at wide receiver. Maybe you want another weapon there, giving Joe Burrow options all over the field. So you're looking at you know guys like Penny Sewell to protect, Jamar Chase to throw the ball to. It's a tough decision. Again, if I think this is a case where I am going to tell you what I think they should do, but I also think it is what they will do. And that's protect their future, and you protect your future by going and getting Penny Sewell and bringing him in to protect Joe Burrow. And, and so that's what I think Cincinnati does at five. What's interesting about this is that I, I think the first four picks are pretty much set. If you there, So there are a lot of prop bets. I do – the listeners to this know that I, I do sports betting and gaming for PlayColorado.com. I was looking at the prop bet market, and I did a story for PlayColorado.com on six fun and wacky prop bets for the draft. 
Well, there's one that I didn't include, and that is the top five picks in exact order. And obviously, the favorite right now is Jamar Chase. That And that seems to be where most people think the Bengals are going because they're the Bengals. It makes more sense to protect your quarterback who just had a serious leg injury. It doesn't do any good to have a weapon like Jamar Chase if you can't protect your quarterback. So I'm wondering if their initial thoughts are we need to get weapons, but maybe it's more important that we protect our former first round pick in Joe Burrow. So that's where it's interesting. I think it's between those two, Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell. Do they view the protection of their quarterback more important than a weapon? I don't know how you can value a, a wide receiver over protecting your quarterback. It, to me, left tackle is, is the, the other position, right? When you talk about positions in the draft, quarterback, left tackle, that's, that's the order. Wide receiver is, is actually pretty far down the list. You can find wide receivers all over the draft. You can find guys in the third round. Uh, I, I mean, Cortland Sutton was a second round pick. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL when he's healthy. So, to me, I look at that and I go, why waste a draft pick on a guy who I can get somebody that's similar enough? And I've already got T. Higgins. I just don't see not protecting your quarterback. He's the future of the franchise. You've got to keep him upright. That's just the way you have to do it. That doesn't mean that's what they're going to do, although that is what I'm predicting them to do because this is the one where I think I might be right on that. They'll, they'll think Jamar Chase for like a solid three or four minutes. And then they'll write down Penny Sewell and they'll, they'll turn in their card. That's what they have to do. I think it's, I think they're going to be the Bengals. I think they're going to be the Bengals <laughs> and take chase. Bengals going to bangle. I get it. I, I do understand that. All right. Number six is where it gets interesting. Before we started recording, like I said, we were going back and forth talking about what we thought was going to happen. And you said, this is the sweet spot. I said it on the Irish NFL show. I've said it before. I'll say it here. My prediction is, this is the sweet spot for George Payton to make the trade up to number six and get his quarterback, which is Justin Fields from the Ohio State University. Which I wrote down before before we even recorded. I wrote it down. This was at like 3.30 in the afternoon. I wrote it down. So that's what we have. That's what's going to happen. That's the prediction because you cannot pass on talent like that at number six. The only other option here, I think, because we haven't seen him come off the board and maybe George Payton likes him better is Trey Lance. So I could see the Broncos going either way here, but I do think they're going to have to trade up to ensure that they get one of those two quarterbacks. I think that a trade up is going to be necessary because of what's behind them, which is why I think George Payton does it. That's why I think he trades up because you don't have another option there. You have to ensure that you get your guy. Sitting back and waiting, yes, you're going to get a good player. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that there are several good players in the top 15 that you could wait for and get, and that's fine, but they're not going to change your franchise like a, like a quarterback is going to change them. And I actually tweeted out today, and this is a good spot to maybe bring it up. I tweeted out a list of quarterbacks that the Broncos have taken in the first round of the draft. And it is not necessarily a who's who of greatness, if you will. Uh, the first time in the Broncos' history that they took a quarterback in the first round was with the 25th pick in the 92 draft, Tommy Maddox. So 
Not a good start. Guy, for the long-term, the long-term fans, the season fans, they'll know that Dan Reeves drafted Tommy Maddox as a way to replace John Elway. That was the ultimate goal of Dan Reeves with that pick. It was it it didn't work, by the way. I think Tommy Maddox's best years were with Pittsburgh a few years later. Was it 90? I want to say 97, 98. Is that when it was? Or it was it was back in the slash days, right? When right before Ben Roethlisberger, right after Cordell Stewart kind of thing. So yeah, not great. The I'm next, not the Tommy Maddox expert though. So I'm just trying to just trying to piece it all together up here, you know. The next first round draft pick for the Denver Broncos at quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, and I'd like to think that I'm not, is Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was the next one, and he was the he was the 11th pick in that draft in 2006. He's the closest thing that we have as Bronco fans to a top pick at quarterback because the Broncos, let's face it, have been fairly successful since John Elway arrived in Denver, right? So you have 30 years of success. You're not going to have a lot of opportunities at a top 10 QB. So they didn't use their draft picks for that. I get it. So Jay Cutler is the next guy on that list. And we all know what happened with Jay Cutler. He ends up getting, I want to say run out of town. Uh, you know, he got McDaniels. He got McDaniels. That's a good, he got McHoodied. He got McHoodied out a, a little bit. And then after that, it was Tebow, right? Tebow is the pick at, at 20. Was it 25 that year? And, another and the, McDaniels, another McDaniels gem. special. And, and nobody's denying the, the one or two seasons of, of wow with Tim Tebow. Uh, you can have that if you want, that's fine but it certainly didn't change the franchise other than it sort of ushered in the Peyton Manning era. And then the last time the Broncos picked a quarterback in the first round was Paxton Lynch. So what do we learn about that? What we should learn is that if you're picking a quarterback deep in the first round, like in the you know 20s and, and 30s and into the second round, true lock, you're probably not picking a guy that's going to change your franchise. It's just not going to happen very. There's not a lot of Tom Brady's out there, okay? Put that away. The Broncos have an opportunity to trade up and pick a guy who is a top 10, legit top 10 pick, who some would tell you is one of the top two or three quarterbacks in this draft. That's right. Raise your hand, me too. That you have to do it. And so again, I am kind of getting into that. This is what I would do if, but also I, I think this is what they're going to do. George Payton has a chance to swing for the fences here and solidify himself as the GM of this franchise. And I think that's what he's going to do. Well, and the reason is that the sweet spot with Miami is because it's not that far of a jump. So you're not going to have to give up that much. You're not going to have to give up a future first round pick to move up three spots, maybe a third round pick on top of your first round pick. That's what you give up. That's about what I think the trade would come to. So that's why I think it's going to happen. And on top of that, you mentioned the teams behind Denver. There is no way in hell the Miami Dolphins are going to make a trade with the New England Patriots. It will not happen. But it could happen with the Detroit Lions. It could happen with the Carolina Panthers. So that's where I think if Justin Fields and Trey Lance are there, either one, both, George Payton is making that trade with the Miami Dolphins. Absolutely. And you know the other thing, and I will tell you again, I'm a, I'm I'm living out here in Chicago land, right? I'm out in the in the Midwest. There are a, a lot of people in this area that believe that the Bears are going to make a trade and move up to get one of those two quarterbacks as well. They believe that the Bears are going to do something drastic 
to come up and get Trey Lance. That's that seems to be the the target that a lot of fans and a lot of me- media members out here in in the Chicagoland area believe that the Bears are going to go after. Because again, you have a, a player in Trey Lance that has a very high ceiling, but you're not really sure what you're getting because you only, you only have a limited number of games at, at let's face it, an FCS school, right? It's essentially Division Two for us old school people who don't like change. So. Uh, you know, is he Steve McNair? I don't know. Maybe he is. I, you know, when you start to mention guys uh, that come from smaller schools, Steve McNair is, I think, maybe the most successful of those quarterbacks from what were used to be D2 schools that are now FCS schools. You, you're going to go with, or is he Carson Wentz, who's going to, I don't know, fall apart? Who knows what's going to happen with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis? So it, 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 there's risk involved there. But you've got the you've got the red rifle and Andy Dalton is QB one, so you know you're set for at least week one, and you don't have to worry about Trey Lance. So that's another one where I think kind of like Atlanta, Trey Lance would make sense, but they would have to make a pretty big jump. I believe that what are they twenty? They picked twenty this year, so that's a huge jump. I don't see Miami wanting to fall that far back. I don't see Detroit or Carolina wanting to fall that far far back. I don't see Detroit wanting to trade with Chicago. It, it, that's a tough move for the for the Bears. They might get up to number ten. I just I don't know that I see that happening. But you're right. The Broncos have a chance here. That I love your term sweet spot for that too because it is that's the sweet spot. That's where they got to go. And in terms of the Bears, people have to remember their general manager is still Ryan Pace. Bears fans <laughs> thought there was a chance to get Russell Wilson, and they ended up with Andy Dalton. You know how much I love bringing up Ryan Pace. I just got to mention the Bears and and the steam that starts to come off your forehead because of the thought of Ryan Pace not drafting Patrick Mahomes. It's it's funny. It's enjoyable. It's quite funny. Well, and people can see it now because we're doing this on video. Yeah, we're but actually recording. The, the thing is, it's not just that he didn't take Patrick Mahomes. It's that he traded up one effing spot to take Mitch Trubisky. Who he I think had this, a job. Like he legitimately <laughs> still has a job. They could have had their they could have had the best quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears. Legitimately. Patrick Mahomes would have been the best quarterback in the history of that franchise. And that idiot drafted up one spot for Mitch Trubisky. I would say it it was not the Bob Ross of draft picks. Is that no, is it a was not fair thing to say? <laughs> Uh, that was a fun callback. I like that. All right, let's move on to pick seven. I know you didn't do anything from six on because who cares after the Broncos pick yeah, in the first the Broncos round? Broncos just picked a quarterback. Total, totally understand that. Quarterback. I, I figure let's round it out. I actually have Detroit taking Jamar Chase. Um, why not? I, I suppose in your in your scenario, if the Bengals bangle it up and they take uh, Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell's there. Uh, I think Detroit takes him at that po- at that point. Uh, that's kind of one of those, if, if this guy's here, we'll take that guy. And that's what's going to happen with this draft. It happens every year, but this one seems more like if it's not this guy because somebody else has him, then it's this guy, and it's totally fine with us. So uh, that's interesting there at number seven with Detroit. So I, either way, right, I've got Jamar Chase because I just don't see how you pass on Penny Sewell if you're the Bengals, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe they go defense, who knows. And I think they do go defense because I think the one team – that would take Micah Parsons is a team coached by the dude, Dan Campbell. That's legitimate. That is legitimate. <laughs> I, I, don't, total, I, I can see him 
it's very South Parkish as well, but I can see him making that pick. <laughs> if and you and get for those who don't know, like legitimately, every time I see Dan Campbell, I think of the PC bro <laughs> principal from South Park. That's just, legitimately who I see in my mind. He's great. He, I think that's his role. I think that's what he should be. He should own it, right? I, I, I imagine he probably does own it, and he's proud of it, and good for him. That's great. Uh, Carolina, I actually have Carolina taking Micah Parsons. I, I think at, at this point, when you get to eight, the talent level that Micah Parsons have, people people will look at the discretions, and, and there is some serious stuff going on with Micah Parsons. And talent in the NFL, unfortunately, will trump a lot of that. And, and I think at this point, Carolina is looking to replace some, some losses on defense, trying to shore up the defense. You just brought in Sam Darnold. You, you know you've got some weapons. You know you need to get a, a, a defense that can get the ball back, and you need somebody who can, who can impact that defense. I, I could have gone Patrick Sertan here. I kind of think they're going to go Parsons because that's a, that's a position inside linebacker that really does have a lot of control over the defense, and you want a guy who can – do a lot of the things that he can do and so i think it fits there for him i think michael parsons fits in denver as well i just don't think denver is is in the market for a michael parsons type player right now i think the panthers are going to go jamar chase and i think that uh, and I, I think the other possibility that they do is get a tackle to protect sam darnold so if penny Sewell is there maybe rashawn slater could be the pick Slater would be my Sertan. pick probably there yeah it could also be Patrick Sertan. So I think it'll be one of those three picks. I, I have no idea because I don't care. The Broncos got their quarterback at number six. <laughs> Could you, I, I will say this, and, and we will do a, uh, a post first round instant reactions draft podcast recording. We will. And, and I, I think we'll record it. And I guarantee if the Broncos pick like we want them to, the smiles will be too big for the screen. It might be just a podcast of of cheering and crying, and that's it. I don't know, but it, it it will be a lot of I don't care what happened the rest of the way because the Broncos did what the Broncos needed to do. But in the meantime, what does Miami do with Denver's pick at nine? This this might be an interesting one as well. I think they go. It, I, I want to say they get a weapon for two attack of Viola, so I would say probably a receiver. Um, Whoever it is, maybe they go cornerback. Maybe Patrick Sertan hasn't been taken yet. So maybe Flores goes with the top one of the top cornerbacks in the draft. I, I, I really don't know. Maybe they go tackle. Well, the tackle bros would like that. I actually have them taking either Devontae Harris or what's what's the Waddle kid's first name? I can't think of it, and I didn't look it up. But they actually probably go Waddle from Alabama. There's two Alabama receivers out there. Uh, one of them is a Heisman Trophy winner. The other one seems to be the flavor of the month, if you will. I, I think they'll pick one of those two. At, at first, I wrote down uh, Harris for Devontae Harris, and then I wrote down Waddle, and I was kind of back and forth. I think I penned in Waddle, so we'll go with – is it TJ Waddle? Is that is, am, I, am I saying that right? It, it doesn't know. matter. They, they just have to get I a weapon they, for Tagovailoa. That's the key right there. And it's the Alabama connection too. So Exactly. And then you have Dallas at 10. We've talked about Dallas as a trade spot, but I think Dallas takes Patrick Sertain. I think Patrick Sertain goes to Dallas. They need defense. They have to do something there. I could see them if if Micah Parsons was there. I could I could see them taking Micah Parsons. That wouldn't surprise me, uh, but I don't think he will be. I think Patrick Sertain is the next best defensive player, uh, and that's who's 
who Dallas takes. And then from that point, I, I again, I, we only went top 10 because I don't have time for this. I didn't have time after the top six. <laughs> You're just, I, I wonder if maybe you decided that the Broncos traded up to six so you could just stop and you didn't have to worry about the rest of it. That's you stop exactly at six. What I did. Yeah, smart. I like that. I like that a lot. And because I've made this joke before, I want to stay married so I can't watch college football. Yeah, it is. It is hard to get uh, get college football in when you when you have a wife that would like you to give her one day a weekend, so she can have your Saturdays, but you get your Sundays. I, I totally get that. All right, there is a scenario here that we have to talk about, and and I I don't want to talk about it at all, but I think we have to bring it up. Is there a way? Um, well, well, let's just say it this way. Why does it have to be quarterback for the Denver Broncos? I guess I'd like your thoughts on that. I have some thoughts on that as well, but we might as well just talk about that. Why does it have to be quarterback for the Broncos in the first round? Because the Broncos are a quarterback away. They have the roster to compete right now. We did our podcast with Trevor Sykema. The first question we asked him, the first question I asked him, he laid out that the Broncos have a strong roster. He basically went through every position group. He said maybe middle linebacker, but you have Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell. Maybe right tackle, but you have Juwan James. And we've touched on this for multiple episodes of this podcast. You're hoping that he can come back and be the tackle that John Elway and the Broncos hope and expect him to be, especially since he's coming off a year in which he opted out. That leaves quarterback. The Broncos are a quarterback away. They've been a quarterback away. Broncos went nine and seven with Trevin, Trevor frickin' Simeon the year after they won the Super Bowl. Try not to say his name too much, but yeah, I'm with you. They, ha- they have a better quarterback. They win more games. They have a better quarterback. They win more games last year. They are a quarterback away, and especially with the way George Payton went through free agency and made his defense better, bringing back Von Miller, Shelby Harris, Justin Simmons, bringing in Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller. The Broncos have a defense that can compete right now. They laid the blueprint to shut down the Kansas City Chiefs. They got a little bit lucky. Tyreek Hill dropped a touchdown. But Vic Fangio has shown that he can shut down the top offenses in the National Football League. Now he needs a quarterback. It's because... They're a quarterback away. That's why they have to get a quarterback. And Drew Locke is not the quarterback to do it. He's not going to have a Josh Allen-esque leap. It's not going to happen. So that needs to stop. This talk about Drew Locke being Josh Allen needs to stop. He's not on the same planet as Josh Allen. They're not even comparable quarterbacks. So that's why it has to be a quarterback. And hopefully George Payton sees that. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting you bring up Josh Allen and I'm going to, I'm going to echo a couple of things. and I'm going to add a little bit to it. I, I was one of those people that was sucked into the, he could be Josh Allen. He could make that type of improvement. Let's compare their stats kind of thing. And, and I think a lot of people are still grasping onto that. The big difference between Drew Locke and Josh Allen is that Drew Locke was passed on by every single football team in the NFL at least once and a couple of teams twice and not. And I would say many of those teams also needed a quarterback and drew lock. Wasn't the guy that they thought was going to be able to do it. He had an opportunity to show what he could do. And and he, he showed flashes 
And I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to reference Colin Cowherd here and I don't like it. And so <laughs> it's, it's not going to be comfortable for me, but he made, he made an analogy that went around Twitter and on his show that I think really does describe Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a movie trailer. Movie trailers are always good, right? And if you just watch the trailer of Drew Locke, he's amazing but he's a comedy trailer, according to Colin Cowherd. And I kind of get that. All comedy movie trailers are hilarious. But then when you get to the movie, they're not always great. Drew Locke is that. Drew, if you watch Drew Locke highlights, you go, oh my God, that's amazing. If you watch his lowlights, you wonder how this person is actually starting NFL games. It, it boggles the mind. And so it makes sense for a lot of people to grasp onto those highlights. You want him to be good. You've seen him do awesome things. I liken it to a guy who, as a hitter in baseball, strikes out all the time. But every once in a while, he hits 500-foot home runs. Pedro Serrano. Thank you. And so you want to keep him in the lineup because you want him to hit 500-foot home runs all the time because he has the potential to do it. But 90% of the time, he's going to strike out. Is it worth that? You don't want to F with Joe Boo. No, you don't. But is it worth that 10% of the time where he's going to hit a dinger? Probably not. It's, it's not going to garner a lot of runs. It's not going to make you any better as a team. That's Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a home run hitter that strikes out every other time he's at bat. And it doesn't work in the NFL. You can't get away with it if you're only hitting one home run in every 10 at bats, but your 10 is probably not enough. Let's call it 20. Then you're still batting a hundred and you're striking out every time. That's, that's true lock. He's not Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a top pick in the NFL draft. He was a first round pick. He was a guy who was projected to go in the top one or two or three picks. He happened to fall a little bit because of the way the draft went. Buffalo traded traded up. Buffalo traded up and said, We want that guy. The Broncos took two players before they drafted Drew Locke. Two, not one. They didn't just take Noah Fant. They got Noah Fant and Dalton Reisner, and then they took Drew Locke. So let's stop trying to make Drew Locke something he isn't. Drew Locke can hold a clipboard in the NFL. Fantastic. I love it. I would love to hold a clipboard in the NFL. That's one of my top two jobs. That's right. I have two two dream jobs in my life. It's clipboard holder in the NFL and bullpen catcher in in Major League Baseball. Those are the two best jobs in sports if you're not going to be any good. (laughs) Because if you're good, then it's, it's something else. So if you have the opportunity right now to go pick a top 10 quarterback, with the potential to be a QB OTF quarterback of the future, the face of the franchise, and you choose not to do it because you think Drew Locke can turn it around, you need to turn around and turn in your papers and resign because that's a terrible move. So it would be awful. It will ruin my night on Thursday. I guarantee it. <laughs> Mine too. If I'm missing the opening night of softball so I can watch the Broncos screw up this draft. That's why it has to be a quarterback. If it's Justin Fields, I will be the happiest person in the world. If it's Trey Lance, I will be just as happy. If it's if it's Trevor Lawrence, I'll wonder what happened. Did we end up in the upside down? Because we know that's not happening. 
if it's anybody else, if it's Mac Jones, I think I might also be okay. I might be okay with Mac Jones. Don't have to worry about Mac Jones. He's going number three to the apparently, 49ers. Apparently he's going number three to the 49ers. So it's got to be a quarterback. It's got to be yes. a quarterback. And I was going to ask you, I had, I wrote this down. I said, is that, you know, I have my little book. I always do our little rundown. Everybody knows this scenario without top quarterback that could work. It wouldn't. The answer is not no. in my opinion. No, because they did it wrong. You've got everything that you needed in free agency on defense. Now get your quarterback so that you can compete and win games. I think the question has to be which of these players, when you look at these players that we could potentially draft, if I'm George Payton and I say, all right, here's a list of all the players that could go in the top 10 that are valuable enough to be a top 10 pick. Broncos have a top 10 pick. Which of these players makes the Denver Broncos a playoff contender immediately? It's not a tackle. It's not a linebacker. It's not a cornerback. It's not a safety. It's not a running back because it never is. It's not a. It's, it's, I'm not sure the Cowboys taking Ezekiel Elliott. That's true, but Ezekiel Elliott it might be a different story. But how has that panned out? How's Saquon Barkley doing for the Giants? They still had to draft a quarterback. Not that they got the right one. I have no idea, but they still went and got their quarterback. Oh, it's quarterback. Quarterback is the only position that this team needs. You said it. You said it perfectly. It's all they need. And if it's all they need, then what are you doing? You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.